Today's a huge episode. Huge. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yes. We have Vixen Sullivan. Vixen Sullivan. Artiste. If you pay five to seven dollars, it's like nothing compared to the amount of time and effort it goes into just one show. You have a strong mom? Yeah. Definitely like one of the greatest things she taught me, she was just like, you're not better than anyone else and no one is better than you. That grounding just really put me in a spot to just kind of focus on what makes me happy, but also be of service and not undermine anybody else. And now we start. But now we start. Wait, are we starting now? We're about to start. 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 Bring the beat back. The hardest street boys. Hardest street boys. Hardest street boys. The hardest street boys. Like and subscribe. I sweat. I just sweat a lot. I sweat in the AC. Yeah. I sweat. I'd sweat butt naked in a snowstorm. I tell people I get sunburn at nighttime. That's <laughs> moonburn. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough, man. <laughs> How you been, Jamie? What's been up? I've been well. I've had a man. It's this last week, man. What a fun. What a fun weekend I had last weekend. Mm-hmm. Your show on Friday at the Hippo was insane. I gotta say, I'm as your friend. It's really cool to go be a fan. I we don't you know we do this all the time. We work together. But then when you get to go see you do your music stuff in your element live, like if you haven't seen it, you you gotta go. It's worth the trip downtown. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, shout out to DJ Milkstash celebrating a birthday. She came out. I well, had a lot of friends out there. A lot of friends were there anyway. But uh, what a fun night! Mm-hmm. I love to do audience participation, and I think the audience gave me a lot to work with, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, a great night was had. Your karate kicks are, are something to behold as well. Yeah. The hip thank- mobility. You can tell versus Nathan Day is doing wonders for that hip mobility. Well, thank bro. you. <laughs> and thank you, Nathan Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was, seriously, you did a great job, man. That was really – it is cool to like, to go to that. And, and uh, like, for me, I, like, I kind of got – you did shout out – because some of the beats you use are stuff that we've recorded in here, like on your yeah. looper. Mm-hmm. And you're going like, is this a Drew Wooten beat or whatever? Which was I thought was really sweet. That was Thank you. That was cool. But it's funny, like, for me, it was existential. Like, think I think people think about us with the show now. But it's like, no, the reason I'm friends with Jamie is, like, because we both like watching USA Soccer at the keg and Saints at the, at the keg a lot. Those We'd hang out there. But then also through like music, like just playing shows at the Hippo, especially yeah. uh, Benny's Boom Boom Room back in the day. That's kind of ha- that's how people ask yeah. how we got to know each other through that's, the music scene. It's through stuff like that. So that's why it was so much fun. Me personally, I just had so much fun. Um, it reminded me of old times. Honestly. Now you went to the Hippo two nights in a row. Tell me about yeah, your yeah, yeah. your your Saturday night at the Hippo. Uh, Ray Bradford and friends played. Uh, Ray Bradford, he's uh, my favorite guest on the show, but I'm not picking favorites. Um, bass player, man, just killer musician. He he uh, has his own album out, Funkin' with You. Uh, all original music. Uh, all artists from Hattiesburg. Um, it's really quality. Yeah, like you just can a killer killer group, man. Actually, the link is in the description below. Go listen to Ray's album you can, on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's everywhere. Uh, he has a YouTube channel as well, dude. Uh, so I actually went up there and he suggested doing like some interview stuff, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll come up and do, you know, I'm I'm, I'm stepping out and trying to do that more. And I was like, I'll come up and do it. Uh, and it. I didn't know what to do. I had no ideas. I was like, I'm in trouble because I don't know. I'm just bringing a camera and some mics, and I don't know what I'm going to say, what the angle is, whatever. And then it turned into kind of like an appreciation for um, musicians, like what they go through uh, at Soundcheck, how early they get there. Like if you pay 5 to $7, it's like nothing compared to the amount of time and effort it goes into just one show. Yeah. So it turned into that, but then it also just turned into this thirsty hippo love piece, man. Like we, I asked, I asked everybody in the band what they liked most about working with Ray, and then the next question was, "What do you love most about the hippo?" And then it like, man, like right in the feels, like there some of the uh, right away the answers got real heavy. Yeah. And I was like, 
I didn't expect that at all. But a lot of those musicians, they hadn't played at the Hippo since COVID. So this is their first show there in years. Yeah, it's it's one of the things. I've I've played a couple shows since they've been back open, but it's it's amazing. Like just the history of that venue and the amount of love that people have for playing it. Like I saw your interview with Jaime Jimenez, mm-hmm. and like you could see his eyes light up when he was talking about the Hippo. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then when he says it's home, it's like man, I I it made me feel things for sure. Because, I mean, I grew up with Jaime. I've known Jaime since elementary school. Like I remember him from Tim's elementary school. So the fact that we're getting to do cool stuff like that and that you have a place in Hattiesburg that allows the alternative kids. I know everybody else is N64, but the PlayStation kids got to have a place to go hang out too, you know? And it was just, the Hippo is that place, man. It's so cool. And, the, man, the show, holy smokes. And they did... Uh, uh, 1999 party like yeah. it's 1999 Prince, dude. The 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 roof was about to come off, and this guy I didn't get to interview him, Jacob Campbell. I, th- I think it's Jacob Campbell. If I'm getting your name wrong, I I really apologize. The the male singer, killer, and he started he turned some of Ray's original songs into like one. He turned it into like a shuffle where everybody just dancing to the left, you put it to the right. Everybody, the entire group, man, and it was just. It was like, it was just pure joy, man. Like, it really was. There's not a lot of shows you go to and you're like, okay, we're all dancing. I know, like, maybe four or five people around me. Everybody else, I don't I don't hang out with regularly. and But we're still, like, acting like we're best friends. It was so much fun. And that only happens through, um, as Will Taylor was saying, like, uh, commitment to being uncommon. You know, consistently being true to yourself and doing your thing and just great, man, just some great artists, some absolutely great artists. And, uh, you're right, man. Just the amount of talent, just insane. It was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. And that's my style of music too. Like I, I love the funk stuff, man. It's, it's hard to beat. Um, and so that, and it's cool that it's in Hattiesburg too. You know, it's, there's, there's, it's good to travel. It's good to get out of town. It's good to go experience things. But don't say that we don't have talent here in town, you know? Yeah. As that whole you're never a prophet in your own land type thing. Uh, we got we got some profits here, man. It's pretty legit. Um, but that was super cool. Yeah, doubleheader at the Hippo. I'm not mad. That was fun. And then Sunday, I went and saw Jacob Arnold at the keg. Jacob Arnold and the Bird Dogs. The Bird Dogs. Let me just say real quick. Well, rock and country, man. We know we know all this. So Paul Hagelson was, I don't know if he normally plays bass with them. Joey Odom was playing drums. Anthony Luker on keys. And Matt McGuff, Matt McGuffy, McGuff the Crime Dog playing guitar. Man, they sounded good. I And oh, shout yeah. out to Joey Odom, who sounds great with the Delta Maddox. But like this, I was kind of blown away. Like, they sounded great. And I'm not a country, southern rock guy at all, really. Yeah. And I enjoyed I enjoyed that show. Dude, they play a lot around here. And I know their shows are one to catch. I mean, I think they're playing a, a Summer Tunes next month. But, man, they are, they're an awesome group, too, man. They play at Sidelines a little, a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I just, just when you sound good and then you're drumming with a cigarette in your mouth, I mean, say what you will about smoking. Like, it's not the healthiest, but I feel like it's okay if you're playing drums rocking out like that. If you sound that B.A., you sound that badass, go ahead and have a sneeze, man. I think you earned it. It was tight, man. It was so cool. It was cool to see. And Sundays at the keg are pretty fun, man. Like, there's a lot of people that go out. The Puckets, Allison and Chris, friends of the show, we love them. They do a great job booking bands and really getting – Getting people out. There were a lot of people there, man. It was S- packed. Speaking of which, the Pine Belt Pickers will be playing this Sunday, mm. uh, you know, at the Keg and Barrel. Sunday oh, nice. evening, about 7 o'clock-ish. I see. I told you so, they yeah. book good bands. Yeah. yeah. That and there's uh, a pretty cool little taco spot if you want to get some tacos right there in the back. Yeah, so. Tamas. Yeah, Tate's doing a great job. Uh, the burria is insane. Oh, it's yeah. It's so good. And it's this little, he's got like this au jus you dip it in. It's just—it's not au jus. I'm butchering it's, that. Yeah. I apologize. Korea sauce. It's just yeah. It's this stuff you put—you put food in another food, 
and then you eat it, and it's delicious. Just sauce it up, boy. It's so good, man. Um, so that that's what happened locally. Uh, we honestly, I personally, have been reeling since we had Leanne Morgan on the show. Oh, man. <laughs> she was so sweet. And she invited us to go vacation with her in Florida. That was, that was, <laughs> that was super. She's like, come on down. Like, Und- undisclosed. Dude, I, I might. I Un- might. Undisclosed location. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was like so nice and and talked to us after we were done recording for like 10 minutes. Like we, we asked for advice and uh, kind of got to pick her brain a little bit about, you know, being in the industry. And yeah. And and, uh, and she is like. I don't know, man. There's lots of people who do well, and they're not really great to other people. Um, she's the real deal, though. You, her, it's not an act. It's not shtick. No, like, that she's, she's being super nice. Sweet. She's she's real. She's real. She's super nice. Been and she's been, super kind. Shared our stuff on social media. Um, just being like, just really, really kind, which makes sense when you're, you know, you're doing a gig like last for life where you're yeah. raising money for cancer research. I don't think you get involved in that if you you don't have a fair amount of altruism in your character. You know what I mean? Like oh, she's yeah. awesome. And it was, dude, I know you said we've been a real show. I, I'm kind of joking, but like, yeah. she's like a legit. When we book guests like that, I know what you're saying. That's one of those like. Kind of had to pinch myself, going like, "Man, that's uh, oh, yeah, that's a big." I mean, like you say, she's on network television doing interviews and stuff. I mean, we're over here, you know. We have now interviewed her just like Doctor Phil has, and Kelly Clarkson has. Yeah, the Today Show has exactly. Like, <laughs> and you say she's been grinding for years, man. Twenty two years, it's amazing. Yeah, and that and that was the best. That was the best advice. Like the, she's like, I've been doing this for 22 years. And she talks about God's timing going like, you know, she, she's getting bigger now. And, but she didn't, she wanted to get bigger sooner, you know? And the fact that she had a family with little kids at home, she, she raised those, those children, you know, talking about how like, you know, it's way better that it's happening now. But if you would have told her that like 10, 15 years ago, She'd have been very frustrated, you know? Yeah. So, like, the whole thing, like, the overnight success, like, now you're finding out about somebody, you know, who's who's blowing up. That doesn't mean they just started doing yeah, what they, they're they famous putting for. Putting in that work. They've been putting that work in, but it is that perception of overnight success versus, you know, focusing on the work, man. It was – it motivated me, honestly. Like, it was really yeah. – I think it was a good interview. I think she, she had some really cool stuff to talk about, and the Last for Life angle is really cool. So if y'all haven't seen last week's episode, please yeah. check it out. It was a good one. Leanne Morgan. Yeah. And then I also, I hope people know too, you can skip through with chapters. We want you to watch the whole thing, but you can use the chapters to go to the, to the interview yeah. if you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, skip the recap. So if you're watching it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. It was good stuff, but we have last for life this Friday. So yeah. we're actually going to get to see Leanne, which is cool. Uh, cool. We're doing the pregame party, right? We are there. You're the DJ. I will be playing music. And I have just now, I just thought of this, I'll be Grand Inquisitor. Uh, I'm going to just ask Jones Company just questions about their business because they do a lot. They got this sweet new head HQ in Midtown. Uh, a lot of people know Jones Logistics. Um, and I want to find out what logistics are. And I want I want numbers. I want like... I just want to learn. So I'm not really going to be entertaining very much. Well, I um, hope they're ready. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I'm actually not helping at all. <laughs> I'm making things real awkward for everyone. But I just, I'm curious. They, they're killing it. I want to know what yeah. they're doing and maybe, maybe do, you know, learn some best practices from them. Yeah. So, but it's going to be fun. We're going to have some musical guests come up, maybe some. Maybe some somebody from Groove House. Or Groove House. You know, don't want to. We kids. don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Um, but have have some some cool stuff going on. We might play some games uh, as well. Uh, maybe some trivia type things. Uh, but just playful. You can drink out there. You don't have to have a ticket to to hang out. Yeah. Um, so you can go downtown, hang out with us, and then if you don't have a ticket, uh, that's cool. Just do something like go to the porter. The porter's dope. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, uh, or SoPro, or many of the many of the yeah. other uh, grill and grocery. Yeah, um, Trattoria. The, the Hippo's got Latranium, Skin Man, and MS Paint. Yeah, there's a punk show. Like, oh my gosh! But Latranium is like synth pop. 
Really? He is killer. So killer. I want him on the show. I'm so I'm I'm not just saying that because I want him on the show. He's killer. So uh, there's lots of great stuff happening downtown, but come hang out with us from 5 to 7 uh, outside the Sanger. We'll be the sweaty ones. Yes. And uh, it'll be a good time. Today's a huge episode. Huge. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yes. We have Vixen Sullivan. Vixen Sullivan. Artiste. So we want to we want to learn like why he got into art, how he got into it, what does he think an artist is, what is art, you know? Yeah, like that's a pretty and, good question. And like, what's he working on now? Like, what's he got up his sleeve? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna find out though. So after this, Vixen Sullivan, Community Bank, Community Bank. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Community Bank, Community Bank. Community Bank believes their success lies in their continued commitment to community and upholding the same small town values that they were founded upon, you know how long ago? I don't know, like maybe 115 years ago? Wow, that's actually correct. Wow, that's insane. They're relationship bankers. Whether you're trying to grow your business, grow your savings for your future, or building your dream home for your family, Community Bank is committed to helping you achieve your goals. Community Bank, a bank that knows community. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Community Bank. Yeah, com- yeah Community Bank. Yep. Rachel. <laughs> All right. Drama. Right, a spooky, right? Intrigue. starting yes well, thank you jamie appreciate it man i feel like awesome. the first time we were going to start the interview like the instinct 
to stop there was probably correct, but I enjoyed the extra. Yeah. And uh, it, and it was really good, man. I, I also like the plug for VixenSullivan.com because we have Vixen Sullivan, artist, sculptor, personality, Hattiesburg legend. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. Good. Really excited to be here. Man, we're excited to have you. Uh, I want to I hear from you, man. Quite frankly, I don't know you personally, right? But I want to find out. I know of your name. I know of your work. Uh you're you're hot in Hattiesburg right now. Um, how'd you like? How'd you get into art, and and what is what is art to you? Two real easy softball questions to start. <laughs> uh, how did I get into art? I would say, just leaning into what comes natural for me. Like I've always been excited to like make things for the people I love and express myself and be of service through like visuals, and so. Um, I was working full-time at Hattiesburg American. Awesome job. I got a chance to meet pretty much the entire community of West Hattiesburg and just was drawing my clients um, on the side. I don't know if I was supposed to do that or not. <laughs> but I was drawing my clients on the side. <laughs> and um, I resigned from the job and decided to pursue art full-time and just kind of do that. My mom was like, this is your calling. And it's just something like, powerful about your mom's like blessing and like encouraging you to do something and so I ran with it my sister bought me a um a desk and so that gift along with the support of my mom so it's kind of like a family thing that really encouraged it oh wow yeah that's really cool you have you have a strong mom yeah 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 definitely like one of the greatest things she taught me she was just like you're not better than anyone else and no one is better than you so just kind of exist and celebrate that. So it's just kind of that grounding just really put me in a spot to just kind of focus on what makes me happy, but also be of service and not undermine anybody else. I, I notice that with people who are achieving, and at least that we've had on the show, they tend to be really humble and have like a healthy outlook on, there's not a lot of ego, you know? With art, I feel like maybe you see that less than you would in maybe other disciplines, but is that is that something you found is, and also is art something, What I guess what makes it unique? Cause it is very, it's, it's a different discipline, you know? So I'm glad you mentioned like ego. I've been, I've been kind of self-reflecting. I mean, it's kind of my job. Mm -hmm. So, and to, and to put it back out there, what I found out, but I was, I was not good at anything growing up. Like, wasn't I played everything because I like being a part, but I wasn't I didn't ever get in in any of the sports. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like the ladies man. You know, I just kind of was. And my mom and dad, they didn't really push me to have like all A's and B's. And so I didn't have a anything to be egotistical about. <laughs> I was just there, you know, I, but mm -hmm. I but again, I, it was also. I was celebrated for my personality. And mm -hmm. so like. I never really experienced competition because at an early age because I really, really wasn't any good at anything to compete with anybody. Right. And so it, it was something that was strictly for me. It didn't give me value in society. Like straight A's didn't give me value in society or being good at sports didn't give me value in society because art wasn't really a part of the curriculum in school. And so just it being a I, – I, I definitely think not comparing myself to other people and – not having that ego allowed me to relax in the room and just really focus on what actually works and not be motivated by anything exterior. Mm -hmm. Well, and you have to relax to be creative too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I personally feel that way. Being uptight, it's very hard to... Because art's like, uh, I mean, not to get snooty about it, but it's a higher functionality, right? It's a higher level of like, cognitive function to I, I think to express yourself how how you feel who you are do you feel like you get to do that and do you feel like uh through your work you get to like like stretch out that that part of your brain I, I would say it's higher but only if addressed from the standpoint of you trying to recover from someone trying to suppress you so like I was reading something, I forget the book, I think it was like Still Like an Artist, and it was talking about the summary of Still Like an Artist, and it was talking about how like cavemen, they use paintings on the wall to communicate. It wasn't like this, you know, I'm trying to 
impress anybody. It was strictly to survive, you know, and to communicate. And so, like, on the base level, we all are creating art. And we can all be intentional about our the way we talk to people, what we create, you know, and, and focus on building positive relationships between a medium or actual person. So... I think it is higher functioning, but that's just because it's complicated, because people complicate it. Mm. I don't know if that's really clear or not, but that's kind of what I'm... No, I know, I, know what you, I know what you mean, right? Okay. And I, and I do think everybody gets to be a part of, a part of art, right? It's especially like I can look at your work, but I can't produce your work, you know? And I think that's, that's kind of what I mean more. Like the fact that you can express yourself through sculpture or you know or or pottery or what you know that's that's it feels like to someone who's not good at visual art it feels like it's so abstract and i have like such an admiration for it you know it's like like how do you how'd you get into sculpture like sculpture to me seems like the hardest like i mean you know what i mean it's yeah. visual but it's physical it's not it's not simply drawing on on it's not just two dimensions right so right. like how do you how do you get into that it's to me it's the easiest of the two i mean if you're trying to make something 3d you trying to draw something 3d 2d is converting it mm. but actually making something 3d is a little bit more you can feel your way through it yeah and i mean i got into ceramics because we live in um a growing arts market that, you know, they people can appreciate some functional, something useful versus something that's a little bit more expensive to put on the wall. And so it was, and so to me, the art is the actual art, but that's not the most enjoyable part. Trying to figure out how to connect is the best part for me. Mm. And so that's my art form. It's like the communication of it all. Like, okay, we live in a non-arts market. We make something that's functional, that people can, that can get people interested in something that is functional, but also visually appealing and might be thought provoking. Mm. Do you, what's like the best example you have of being able to connect with someone else through your art? Mm. I would say, Assessing where a person is from and creating something that gives them an opportunity to celebrate that. So, you know, it's just kind of simple. Make a magnolia because we're from Mississippi and you want to show a pride about that. You know, it's like, I don't know if I'm answering your question. Does that kind of help? Like, that's, that's, that's the process of art for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, and uh, trying to achieve making a magnolia look good is subjective. I could stop where it looks halfway like a magnolia or I can really strive to make it look exactly like a magnolia but I can't compete with God and so wherever it lands that's my product mm. I like I like the idea of I mean you're right it is functional especially with pottery you know you got pictures and and this like the succulent dish is a is a big big thing on your website too um I think that's actually just really smart to to kind of do you feel like that bridges the gap between like maybe the non somebody who's not really looking for art and then someone who's like really into it does that like bring more attention to your larger works right it's kind of like giving people something that they're familiar with so it's more digestible mm -hmm. and then you can take them on their journey of okay i'm taking it up a notch i'm making something that you can't really tell what it is but you know where i'm coming from so you look at it a certain type of way mm-hmm yeah. So, yeah. Well, and one of your very big and huge works is the Vernon Dahmer uh, statue outside the courthouse. How do you? How does that come about? Because that's like, that's huge, right? There's that's a, that's a that's a serious situation that you know there's a yeah. there's a lot to unpack there, right? Um, but it's it's like such a nice it's such a great thing that we have in the city. You know, in in my opinion, for sure. Um, I think it's positive, uh, and if you don't know the Vernon Dahmer story, I mean, it's Google it, look it up. It's a good. Man. It's not a good one, but it's you need to know about it. You need to know about and it, and that's one of those things. So let's let's at least acknowledge it. You need to know about it. Um, but yeah, if you don't vote, you don't count. How'd you get into that? And and uh, yeah, what's that process like? Man, I have this weird thing of just showing up in a room, like I. I consider myself a confident person. Like, I really took that to heart. Like, no one's better than me. You know, I might fall short, but, like, you do too. So mm -hmm. I, I show up in a room, and a lot of times I show up, and I'm the only one there who look like me 
or I may be, and that may be black or that may be age. It could be anything. And so I don't shy away from communities that I'm not familiar with. And I just think being of service put me in a spot to get to land the job. Mm-hmm. Just being the, the, the guy who always showed up when something was art related and people knew that I took what I do serious. And so I think that they trusted me with it. And that was amazing. And I think it also helps to tell the story to have a black person creating that versus just kind of it being, you know, the best local artist in the in the city that you have. Like it it you want it to be a a spiritual thing, not just a a job well done. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a transaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're actually putting out well it you're putting out something that evokes so much emotion in people too that when it's created it should have that same energy right, right. i mean that's only fair is that something you felt did you feel any kind of weight when you were going through that process i kind of went into it like open up to feel everything mm-hmm. like to actually put myself into feeling kind of what it meant to be him in that time mm-hmm. And it was I was it was great because I got a chance to see his family and see kind of how they moved on with their life in a positive way, and so it kind of let me know the foundation he laid in his home, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of imagining what it means to be from that time to fight an uphill battle of trying to of equality, you know, it's it's similar now, you know, it's just we can take we literally can take the same energy that he embodied then and apply it now and it will be just as necessary. Yeah. So yeah. I, it definitely was a learning lesson for sure. Yeah. That's just that's one of those things man like you did such a great job and it looks great, you know. It's sure. I mean and that's would that be would that be realism or classicism where it looks as close to the the real person as possible? So I told you I didn't do so well. In, I, didn't, I didn't tell you I didn't do so well in school. <laughs> but school, like, I was, it wasn't the top priority. I think I got, like, a D in art history. That's hilarious. And so, I mean, because I really like, I like where I land on things. I like okay. examples, and I like mm. to dive in, but I like where I land on things. I think it's, um, I, it was definitely a, a, a step toward realism. Okay. Yeah, definitely, you know, we wanted to capture what he looked like. So it is realism. Yeah. Well, it's like, do you have models that you work with? You're using photographs. Like, I mean, that's got to be, that's tough. Photographs, math, everything. You're measuring, like, you're looking at the anatomy of the human. Like, think our face face is naturally, like, nine inches. Most people's face is nine inches, inches, where the eyes fall in the corner of the mouth, the ears, how they go lower as you get older. You're paying attention to all that. And then you use a, a, a thing to scale it. You pick the size of one thing and get familiar with that, and then you scale it. And so it's measuring. It's um, uh, my mentor, Ben Watts. He was a part of the project as well. And one of the things that I was most impressed with is we had got to a point to where it looked really good and he just started chopping it up because there was still it could be better mm. and so it's it's about not settling when you have a good goal as well mm. and so man i just can't i'm not trying to harp on it i just can't get over it because you're going like you know we think like we post like a video on the, on the internet and go oh that's forever it's like no this is like a actual statue this is forever like this is immortalized and and the subject matter is so uh, serious you know so it's one of those things where that just fe- that just feels like that'd be a stressful thing to go through but you did a great job appreciate it man i it i guess i was a little present in the process just trying to get to the finish line of making making sure it look good i didn't really have a lot of time for stress you know, it was an adapting thing, but I, I went into it like, okay, I don't want to let this family down. I don't want to let my community down. I'm just going to do what I have to do to get it done and, you know, worry about that. Mm. It's amazing what you can do when you feel like uh, you have no other choice to but, to, but to succeed. Right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of community, I was actually at the unveiling of that sculpture, and it was such a cool moment to see all these people there. Uh, you were up there along with the family and everything. Uh, just it, just I don't know what a, a cool day that was in downtown Hattiesburg. Uh, I don't really have a question on that. I was just awesome. basically commenting on how cool that was. That just that big unveiling ceremony in downtown. I appreciate it, man. Not to be too chatty, but like it was cool to see 
so many other people that cared about the community in the audience. So it's kind of like a reunion of everyone you'll see that's working to make Hattiesburg great. Mm. And so that was awesome because now it's kind of like reading a book and you know everything in it, but you're trying to get your community to understand everything that's in it. And it's like, if we all read the same book, we would kind of grow at the same pace and, and, and be able to communicate with each other better off of that knowledge. And so just to see everyone step outside and to get that insight on that story mm. and see how it impacted the family and what went into the process and how we feel about it as artists. It was really good to have that PSA and, you know, um, really inform everybody about it that actually is working to make the city better. I'll tell you what, anything that encourages people to be together more, I, I'm for. And I, that's what I, one thing I love about Hattiesburg is that there's lots of art and music and, and culture here that encourages people to just be together more, you know? And that's what I think that's, I mean, there's no simple solution or cure to, to all of our ills, but being together certainly helps. Something oh, yeah. I, I really believe in. But All right, so we're going to take a short break, but mm -hmm. after this, we have a game plan for you. So, uh, I mean, are you cool with playing a game? Man, I love games. I gamify almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do it. You'll fit right in. So after yeah. this, more Vixen Sullivan. All right, we're back with Vixen <laughs> Sullivan. We're going to play a game. This is called, Hey, Is This Art? Say it with us. Hey, is this art? <laughs> we nailed that. I want to find out from an actual artist uh, what is actually art. Okay. okay, so I'm going to show you a couple images. We're going to start. We're going to go one at a time. Um, and you're just going to tell me if this is art. First one. Here we go. Yes. That is art. I'm uh, cheating there. What a different. Yeah. Sorry to all our audio listeners. <laughs> Yeah, but also you can watch it. YouTube links in the description. Uh, this, these are these look like sculptures. Um, what what is this? So I don't know if I feel like if I'm, anything can be art depending on the context, mm -hmm. right? Because you sometimes you got to know the story behind it, right? But as far as this, I think it's art because it is celebrating and re re. So let me just get into it. The three pieces represent. Earth, um, water, and fire. Wind didn't turn out so good, so I didn't post it. <laughs> but I like to come to terms with the natural world. I really like to lean into the natural world, get to know it. It was here before us, and it has a lot of wisdom. And so I definitely think it's celebrating something that's already here, putting it in a different format, and communicating something. So, yes, yes, art. Yeah, and and these are, these are available on your website, or is that like... I've seen things works like this on your website. So, so full disclosure, we're being kind of naughty. This is you did this. You made these. Like so, it, what can people find things like this on your website? I mean, this is more of something that is from my. So no, you can't find it on my website because this is a part of my learning. Mm. I'm not trying to inform. I'm not trying to communicate anything with anybody else. It is something that I'm doing for myself for my own personal growth. Man, love that. That's a great answer. Hey, is this art? <laughs> hey, is this art? <laughs> For our listeners, this uh, is what appears to be <laughs> massive merman um, holding a kitty, very surprised with a can, starfish uh, headband. Can it, I ask your co-host, what does he think about it? Do you consider it art? Let me know. <laughs> yes, I do yes, consider okay. it art very much. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I'll give some context. This was for Hub City Humane Society did a doudoir calendar, a bunch of guys in town, and they wanted be they wanted me to be Mr. July. So <laughs> I got to be a beached sea whale uh, at Paul B. Johnson. Man, that was you're a merman, I, merman, massive merman. I merman. definitely think it's thought provoking, and um, I, I get the message, I guess. <laughs> like, so, yes, yeah, so, yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the cat was actually scratching me, and I fell in love with that kitty. All right. Well, judges, awesome. judges say then it's art. It's so, art. Nice. All right. Here we go. Is this art? I would say so. Mm hmm. I would say so. Mm hmm. For the listener, this is a mug with the, uh, well, it's the it's the it's the state of Mississippi, but with the colorway of the new flag. 
uh, and with the magnolia in the in the middle. Um, and this is more of that art that you talked about where it's practical, right? Where you'd actually kind of s- speaks to what people are used to. Is that what? Yeah, I mean, but it's also a message. I think anybody who wears that flag or purchases that flag, they believe in progress. Mm. And so the caption and the concept behind that mug is to progress, like tears to progress. And so it's definitely um, something that gives people something to identify with, something to represent themselves through. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would say so, yeah, definitely yeah. art. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's not art. just a mug. It's not just a mug. No. Cheers no. to progress. Cheers to progress. Cheers to progress. Is this art? Looks like child art. Mm-hmm. True. But yes, and then I'm feeling like it got to be art because they got a little context behind it. It's kind of like a story, and then they drew the picture to represent it. Mm. I yeah. feel like I'm gonna say everything is art. You think I just I, how's gonna happen? It's, it's okay. It's you play the game how you play the game. Okay, there's no. Rules. <laughs> this is a letter to Santa you wrote. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is actually I I I'm the artist behind this. And okay. you did this when you were a kid. I mean, yeah. It was like it was like a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, the reindeer I w- do kind of look like ants. Um, and I want to know where your headspace was from. And and when you did it, did you think it was a good job? Um, Yeah, it's art. Okay, so next. <laughs> <laughs> this is a two-part because I feel like these go together. The nest yeah. and the bird is this art. So I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to say... I'm not gonna switch it up a lot. It's art. <laughs> it's, it's art. <laughs> I was trying to reach for something else, maybe a collectible for the bird, but right. no, it's art because it symbolizes. It's my symbol for joy. Mm. The bluebird is my reminder to to have sustaining joy. You know, not happiness, not always being happy with your circumstances, but looking for gratitude and understanding that like you're here and you got the opportunity, so you should be joyful about that mm. and finding grounding in that. And mm. then. The nest itself, the bird um, nest, it's the symbol for home. Like it's, it's like a lot of time people are so focused on having a legacy, mm. but they neglect their home. It's like you can't do both. Mm. You know what I mean? Like whatever your home is, whatever your dominion is, if you want to give something that is going to continue to give, that's where you need to put your energy. Wow. Man, you're like really wise. How old are you? 32. Yeah, you uh, you got some some wisdom for for thirty two. That's for sure. Um, that's ri- that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Like straight up. And I, honestly, we run into this all the time. I'm not trying to harp on it too much, but people who are like crushing it on the outside. Like if I see a Vixen Sullivan, I go, okay, I want that end result. I want that personality. I want that. Uh, I want to be that kind of artist. I want all those things that Vixen seems to have. It's not because you seek those things that you have. You, like you said, you you care about where you're from. You care about the community. You care about, you put energy back into your home. Uh, We found that with everybody we've talked to who's like, who's crushing it. They're not really worried about uh, necessarily the end game. It's the work that's right in front of them. So it's cool seeing that with you too. I mean, worrying about the wrong thing will definitely get you off the path. I mean, and I definitely believe there's a formula to success. I think we complicate things. There's only so much on the periodic table. It's all just mixed up in different ways, but somehow we, like, kind of complicate stuff, make it, you know, things just stand in your way mentally. So it's, I definitely, the now is the time. Today is the most important day, for sure. Only so much on the periodic table. That's a shirt right there. That's, I love that. All right, next up, is this art? I want to zoom out, but zoom in, like get. I this just take is it the, just it's like the that. cropped image. You, we'll zoom out in a With second. With no context, no. <laughs> With no context, it's not. <laughs> cool mustache. <laughs> this, this is actually this is me sipping a a, a milkshake at Ed's with a mustache. I actually grew this in November for okay. uh, men, men's mental health awareness. So uh, we're very pro mental health. Um, 
but yeah, it's yeah, I don't think it's art. I think, I think it's just a weird stash. Are we in are we in agreement? Yeah, it's definitely not art. Jamie hates this weird. Although stash. if if it is art, I'm the artist because I took the picture. So oh, photography. Wait, there you go. Was that your intention, or was, were you just? <laughs> okay, so it's not art. No, when it's just my face. Just the subject. But matter. when when we zoom out, literally and figuratively, and you took the photo, all of a sudden it becomes artistic. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you gotta create a pedestal for it you know what I mean you gotta exalt it as art and then it can it becomes a little more debatable but if you just took it and I just took a photo no no he was he was he wore a beret it was intense okay. it was intense is this art I would say so yeah wow. hey what and that's what that's that I appreciate that that's that's something that I really didn't talk a lot about with the world because that was also for me Mm-hmm. It's father time, and it was me trying to get closer to time as an element. Like, there's this poem by uh, Benjamin E. Mays, and it's Time by Benjamin E. Mays. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it, just a tiny minute, but eternity's in it. And so that was a poem that I learned in college. And so I, with it being, with time management being a thing, you know, us not being here forever, you know, it's something you really want to build a relationship with and actually take serious. And so that was my journey in trying to understand time, meditate on time. And it was ridiculous because the hair, it's, um, you, you start out with like coils to make it, right? Mm-hmm. You start out with coils to make the hair, like just little ropes. And then the hair... In order to make it look like hair, you have to create planes for reflection and show movement. And so Father Time, he just his hair is constantly growing. And so that's why it's so much, because, you know, he's forever. Mm. And so with that being the hardest detail and the most abundant detail, it was one of those projects that when you go to sleep, your mind is still doing it. Mm. And so you don't get rest because you're doing something in your head that you can never finish. And so it just keep going over and over. So it's kind of, that was a project that I lost a lot of sleep in just because I couldn't turn my mind off from the physical action of it. Mm. But I definitely think it ushered in a better relationship with time. Not saying I was late getting here. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but it it definitely gave me a better perspective. (laughs) I mean, it was like five minutes. It's fine. We, it's, everything's cool. And I let y'all know, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you you shot us a text. No, you were, you were good. Now, uh, so you talk about time management, like you're a busy guy and there's so much going on from, you know, not just your art, like you were just on, uh, on hometown, uh, the, the the famous HGTV show that highlights artists from around the area but really promotes Laurel. Um, like, did that just, did that blow up? Like, as far as, I feel like people see that show, you got a website where you can order, you know, pieces from you. I feel like your time management, it, it should be on your mind a lot these days. Listen, the thing about time management, it is your time. So do not let anybody pressure you in a way that causes anxiety, stress, or takes your life away from you because you have less time when you let other people take over your time like you die sooner because you're stressed out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, So I definitely um, received the influx of orders. I was so glad- grateful to be found on Hometown because I think Aaron um, and Ben care about their home, and I align with that. And they want to invest in their home, and I align with that. And then also, I think, how much more intimate can you get than creating something that other people take and put in their home and see every day and use every day and gather around? Hmm. And so I think that's the perfect place, the alignment of that and the, and the, the opportunity, the blessing of that, for people to find me in that I think it's like, a movie that has the right props, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That really tells a story both in the actual storyline, the script, the movie, the props, everything. I guess what I'm saying is well-placed, mm-hmm. that in my life. And for people to find me on the show there, I think they, even though they don't know me, they understand me. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it was definitely busy. Um, and then my products are, like, so detailed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people dip their pottery um, to get a one color, but I use multiple layers of colors. I, I brush glaze. Um, 
you know, I do everything myself and the people who help me are not the people I asked, but the people who believed in it and joined hands with me, mm. you know. And so that it's just a it's just a good place to be in. Yeah. And I don't allow people saying, well, when are you going to restock or I need I need this by this time or this by that to take the good out of it. Mm. And so that's a part of time management as well. So. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's one of those, like, you don't talk to somebody that often who really has the opportunity to be that busy. You know, like you said, you were grateful. Um, and while there's stress that goes with that, or there, you know, there's certain obstacles you have to overcome. I mean, just the fact that you're in that conversation and that you're, what you talked about earlier, you made how many 1600 different little hearts for Forest General Hospital? Like, how do you, hey, who does that? Who goes, I need to make 1600 of anything? I, I mean, think about how many people don't feel loved. And if you got the opportunity to show love to somebody and make somebody day better, think about how many homes that impact. You know, like if somebody gets something, they feel grateful for it, they go home and they treat the people they love better. And then those children or those people go out and they treat people better. And so I met when I made it was, I made them for COVID. Mm. Um, and I felt like it was a high stress time for people who were taking care of other people. And so... I was like, how big of a ripple could I make if I give a little love to this group of people who need it? You know what I mean? Mm. And and so I, I I I expect to see it, you know, whether it's from a when I die and I'm looking down on the earth. I don't know. I mean, yeah. whatever. Like I expect to see that ripple um, of yeah. what I do. And so I want to make a positive one. Man, that's so awesome. Well, I know you made Jamie feel good. You did like a scavenger hunt. What was that, Jamie? Yeah, I, uh, you know, Vixen and I have known each other for a couple of years, and I, I just happened to f- see a post where he said he was going to be dropping some keychains for anyone who'd find them in the little libraries downtown. And I happened to find a, a keychain. It's the state of Mississippi outline, and it, it really touched my heart. It just kind of made me feel good. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I still have it. I, I love I love your art, and I love, like you say, the functionality of it. I think it's awesome. And that was such a cool thing for me to find that and just happen to see that post, you know? So if you go somewhere, I know you don't have it on your – you think you told me you don't have it on your keychain. I don't have it on my keys because it's, it's, it's art, and I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. I, if you go somewhere, maybe wear it somewhere, just, you know, so people can know you from Mississippi. And do y'all think that – you know, the world kind of give the United States kind of give Mississippi this little hard time. But it seems like when you go places, they are so appreciative of our personality. Is Do y'all get that same thing? Oh, definitely. Uh, I think there's something unique about coming from here and then being able to showcase in a, in a good light. You know, a lot of people have their their ideas of Mississippi. But being able to go and showcase and see like what a good ambassador like there's a lot of great ambassadors for Mississippi, and I think that's what it is. I think it's we we are hospitable. We're you know a lot of people are very down to earth and very kind, and willing to help any way you know because I think that's a good trait of people from Mississippi. Yeah, and I I do think it's yeah it it can be welcoming as well. I I, I get a lot where I, you don't seem like you're from here or whatever, which is. I like I kind of take that as a compliment because like the this place uh, is still welcoming to somebody who doesn't maybe sound like a stereotype. Maybe I'm not really sure. Like I haven't thought about it that much, but I do I do I do think about when I'm not in this state how I carry myself and how I sound. Because um, yeah, there is a there's a certain attitude, but it does feel like there might be a certain negative attitude. But when people get around you and they find out you're from Mississippi. They're just curious. Like, so what's like, it's almost like you come from like some mystical place. Right. And it's just like, I mean, it's just a place like your place. So, yeah. All right. This is, I love this. Sorry. But we are, no, don't, don't, please don't apologize. I love it. Hey, is this art? Oh, I'm playing the game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, man. (laughs) Back to the game. (laughs) Sure looks like art to me. No, like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, how did you pick these? Like, what made you pick these? Because everything that you're picking is either something for me or something that I've given and not really done for the money. And so the spirit is there. And so it's easy for me to talk about it. Um, this piece, I would definitely say, is probably some of my favorite art. Um, it's this concept that we're all playing a game. You know what I mean? Like, life is a game. You know, that's how. You know, it feels a lot of the times. But then also, it was going on Martin Luther King Street in Hattiesburg. Mm. 
And the African-American culture, we love to play cards. I'm not stereotyping. I'm, you know, like we, I, I grew up on spades, speed. And so I wanted to do some imagery that related to the community. Mm. You know what I mean? But with this whole idea that life is a game, I wanted to kind of put imagery in it that reflect that life is not a game. We're real people. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, in this particular image, it's a man and a woman. You can flip it either way. And it's them supporting one another and they're passing down peace. So it's a synergistic, um, the, the, the passing of the olive branch to one another. You have the crowns on the head kind of like opening them up to, you know, inside. And, you know, I chose to do the Afro's gold and put the rays from it. I think on the man's side, he has the torch, you know, leading with light and he has the heart. Both have love. With the infinity sign, the woman, she has beauty. And so it's just like the layering of these elements to kind of project, you know, optimism. And the so it was a two-part thing. That was a painting for the courthouse where children are being sent to be sent to be um, sentenced. Mm. And the requirement for, for us was to put the word hope in it. And I felt like it's kind of cruel to ask somebody to have hope when you're not going to give them justice. Yeah. And so, you know, you send somebody to jail, ask them to have hope and to get a cut. You know, I felt like it was one of those things that was a difficult thing for me to do. Mm. And so I tried to take those confines and make it as positive as I can. And so hopefully people will come in and, you know, see, you know, have a positive experience with it and not just see hope and be blindly convinced that everything will be okay. Mm. You know, it's kind of rambly, but that's no. kind of, it was a lot that went into it. And it was a while back. So no, I mean, this is, I, painted it. I mean, this is really, it's really cool, man. And, uh, no, you talked about the, uh, how did I pick things? I mean, I just picked things that spoke to me, you know, you just pick things that you like. And the same thing with, with anything with art, you know, a lot of your stuff is, is really cool. Um, I love the I love the pottery stuff too, but something like this is like, it like I grew up Catholic. It kind of reminds me of like an almost like sainthood kind of with I, the rays coming out. I use that as a um as yeah. a reference. And I was just like like this is pretty cool. This is but it's this new take. It's it's really awesome, man. So all right, we got time for one more. You ready? I'm ready. I would definitely so say so as well. Yeah. I mean. But a lot of people, I struggle with realism being art a lot of time because it's, but in context with the story, what I know went into it, I would say so. Yeah. Because it was not just making it look like this. It's not a reproduction. It's not a replica. It's not just kind of transferring one image to another place. It was spirited. It mm -hmm. was kind of, it has an impact. It, mm -hmm. it has a message. So I would say so. And then it's accompanied with words. So if you ever go to the Vernon Damer statue, It'll say, if you don't vote, you don't count. Mm -hmm. And I think it's definitely a call to for everyone to realize that they have a voice. And so whether it's at the polls or in your home or in a classroom, you know, everyone should feel like they have a voice. And they should understand that, that speaking up for themselves and speaking up for others is the route to change. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think it's inspirational. And if you go to it, also there is a secret on it this is weird because it's like i don't think if i if i don't tell you the secret you're not gonna find it okay <laughs> but if i tell you the secret is no longer a secret right uh, how, I, sh how should i it, guys i'm not great with secrets uh and i'm always the last to know so please tell me i think actually. you should whisper it into the microphone <laughs> okay no <laughs> so can mike hear me so this is the secret if you go up to it the buttons Instead of having the cross like hatching for the thread, it's a V for Vernon Damer on the buttons. And his wife, she's 94 years old. She actually did that part of the sculpture. So, oh, wow. It's kind of a secret. All right. We won't tell anyone. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> that was a good suggestion. Thank whisper you. Thank it. You. I, I Thank feel you. less like I'm betraying the, the story by just whispering it. So, Man, no, that's really cool. And it's it's seriously, it's the attention to detail, things like that 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 set people apart. Um and man, there's yeah, I don't think I've met anyone like you, and I mean that in the best way. 
incredibly just like wow kind of blown away man um this is this has been really awesome thanks for sitting down and talking with us thank you man thanks for inviting me like i've been i, I watch you guys and i've been kind of like you know just excited to see that hattiesburg is actually putting their best forward i think that y'all are some of the best people to do this like so i mean i'm glad to see everybody finding their groove mm. and i think that we are you know coming together and magnifying it. you know what i'm saying y'all in y'all groove i'm in my groove and so i'm just glad to be here thank y'all for inviting Dude, me for thank sure. you again for coming you're inspirational i mean i'm sitting here just kind of like moved i'm, I'm just blown <laughs> away you're so profound everything you've been talking about i'm like holy crap I don't even know what to think right now. What you should think is play some music, Jamie. <laughs> okay. He didn't try to fit the sad. He didn't try to go for realism. You know, he was just doing his thing, crossing things out, like yeah. writing words and crossing them out. Thank you. Does he freestyle? Yeah.